When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bulletin. No one I'd rather discuss a weekend slate of sport with than Nigel Yeldon. Afternoon, Nigel. How you doing? Yeah, afternoon to you, Louis. Yeah, I'm not used to getting a run in the Arvos. <laughs> it's, uh, I noticed. I did notice that. <laughs> yeah, it throws me back to the, the days of Daniel McCarty. Uh, just, you know, that, that's the sort of vibe I'm trying to channel this afternoon. So here I am, two and a half minutes out from race one at Otaki, and I just noticed that there's a market mover, uh, licorice all, all sorts. So I had to get that out. Elevens into sevens, Johnny Parks and Fraser Orette. People might be interested in that. But Nige, for us, we've got bigger uh, subjects and problems to solve, including what would, if you were drafting, the number one pick in a draft of sport to watch this weekend, what would be clear, circled, highlighted, like Victor Wimbignana was for the Spurs? Yeah, I've still got to go with the All Blacks and, and Springboks, just in terms of the history, the fact that they are meeting the, the first of two times prior to the World Cup. They're going to do the other one on neutral soil. Um, and, you know, as impressive as that Springbok side was last week, you know, you've got to say, well, what's going on with your opposition with Australia? That Springbok team was definitely not the same Springbok team that's going to run out at Mount Smart tomorrow night. All Blacks, likewise, it was an outstanding opening 40 minutes in, in Mendoza, but you go, well, look, we're we were the Argentinian side that we know here can cause problems to the All Blacks. So I think there's, while those performances were impressive, I still think it left a lot of un- unanswered questions. And I just think we might get, I think Buff the clerk actually said this, well, when he was up with media earlier this week, he said, we, we're going to get a better gauge as the Springboks as to where they are, are heading into a Rugby World Cup. And I think this All Black team, which which started the, the run that they're on at the moment by beating South Africa in South Africa, I think that's also going to give us a little bit more of a gauge. We gauged the All Blacks a lot against South Africa because of that history, and in more recent times because of the fact that the contests have been so close, so tight, so competitive, so physical. Um, when you go all the way back to that 57-0 defeat six, six years ago, that seems like it's 60 years ago when they slammed mm. them up by 57 at North Harbour. So for me, Louis... It is going to be there, but you're right. There are a lot of other very, very compelling sporting events, including one that will take place at the same venue 24 hours later. <laughs> so good, isn't it? It's just so good. And I, it's a long weekend. Uh, people like ourselves, Nigel, we work because we just love it. And I think there's so much to be happy about and grateful about. I think it's awesome that Matariki strikes this weekend of sport. Um, oh, just, I'd love to be positive about the, some All Black selections because I feel like I might have started the, the day today on a little bit of a negative Nancy note, which I don't like. So I know you will appreciate this man, <laughs> and I, I know you appreciate the dark arts. To Mighty Williams, like, isn't he just one of the great stories you can remember? And, and isn't this just so exciting for a young fella who 
is of incredible stature physically and gets a, a run this weekend to you know for, for see out his dream and and couldn't be more deserving as well. There's nothing token about it. Yeah, it's, it's a massive ask going up against, you know, we, we talk about that South African side. The South African bench is absolutely stacked with six very, very good forwards, uh, including a couple of very good props indeed. So, look, you, you're right with Tamaki. What I like about him, and I've, I'm going to be grumpy old man here, Louis. I've been a little bit um, frustrated with some of this narrative around, oh, he's going to be our heaviest all-black ever. Who gives a fat rats what he weighs? He's there on effort. You go back and you watch that Super Rugby Grand Final. He put in 68 minutes, an absolutely outstanding shift. First two ball carries of the game was who? The mighty Williams in midfield targeting Damian McKenzie. Constant present at the breakdown, trying to get rid of bodies. Good lifter, very good scrummager. This is going to be a good challenge because there's going to be little drop-off. In, in fact, you could even argue that maybe the finishing pack the box are bringing on could actually even be better than the starting pack, which is a really mm. scary thought. So he's in for a very big challenge, but Jason Ryan knows this young man very well. Jason Ryan will know that this young man is capable of doing it too. So whilst we, we look at his, his physical stature, and you're right, Louis, that the story is absolutely outstanding. He looks built for these kind of games. And let's remember too, last year we were going, look, they've gone to group, they've gone Lomax in similar sort of encounters. Now we look at this and they are absolutely the first choice Starting prop forwards, they are the incumbents. And I think Tamaiti can, can do what they hope he can do tomorrow night. Get Fletcher, Fletcher Newell coming back. You're starting to see, again, a nice new wave of all-black prop forwards coming through. But I, I like so much about Tamaiti Williams. And we haven't even spoken about the fact that he's a very, very skillful young man as well. We know the power elements to the game that he has to have, but he's also a very skillful player too. Yeah, for everything you just said, I think he's he's going to be a wonderful addition to the black jersey. And remember, Fletcher Newell, I'm pretty sure he debuted against the box uh, over there yep. last year. So, so like Jace, Jace Ryan is not afraid to empower the young men he knows well that will do the little things that he likes, which is effort and it's power. And I just think it's wonderful. So I'm excited for that. Hey, Nigel, just back to the drafting scenario. I mean, how far down your board would the Scottish Open be? Because I reckon it's a sleeper. And and I think that the week out from uh, the Open, there's almost nothing I'd rather do than stay up all night and watch Dan Hillier and Ryan Fox, who coincidentally are both under par after round one. Yeah, no, I was actually, so I was up doing a, a, a bit of a morning shift um, this morning, and so I was actually watching the final stages of that there. Didn't get to see Dan because he was already in. We didn't get to see any of Ryan Fox either. I know he had, yeah, he was at two under, bogeyed that, that last hole, which is a little bit frustrating based based on where I saw on the graphic that I was following online where he put the tee, which was a ball, which was miles left. Um, but, yeah, look, under par, you know, another solid round as well, um, you'd think, overnight tonight, and that'll get him to the weekend. And, look, you know, Dan Hillier's been uh, – when you talk about sleepers, there's one of the real nice stories again of 2023. Uh, we knew he was immensely talented, getting his first full shot at the, the DP World Tour, getting that win a couple of weeks ago, trophy presented by Sir Nick Faldo at the famous Belfry. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's a young man who – what, what – what, um, I like about him is he just seems to be very calm, very measured, very composed. And, you know, to have him and Ryan going so well is great. Lydia was, was extraordinary this morning. Uh, and the fact that she only hit half her greens at the Dana Open in Ohio, and yet she's still four under. She, a couple of beautiful shots. The, the, 
the Lydia Ko short game was just in full effect this morning. Uh, just astonishing with her touch. A uh, couple of really good rolls as well. Just about hold out from about hundred, uh, about 150 uh, with a wedge. Um, so she looked a little bit more, even though she was having trouble with the big stick, she just found ways to put in a, a bogey-free round of minus four to be three off, this, three off there. Um, so, yeah, look, with golf at the moment, Lou, and I think you and I have discussed this before, golf in New Zealand's in a really good spot when you've got those two and, and Daniel and, and Ryan, you've got an established and a youngster coming through, Liv coming through, uh, Lydia going great guns, I should say. We've got young guns going, or young, young female players going well on the European tour, which we don't hear as much of down here. And then you've got Steve Elker doing what he does, although he, he didn't have the greatest round by his standards this morning. Which is unusual, but you're right to point out Lydia Ko. Um, that, that short game is wizardry when she when she has it dialed oh in, so Lord. that's very exciting. Hey, uh, you'll be watching West Coast versus the Cossack and the Wellington Steeple tomorrow. That'll be an, an absolute titanic <laughs> mammoth encounter. But is there anything for the petrol heads on the, that racing side of things? Is there anything going on? I mean, we've been going through, talk about golf, we're in a purple patch of motorsport as well. So for you fellow petrol heads, is there anything on your radar this weekend? I'll be absolutely. Oh, I think there might be something. There's normally something with NASCAR, although we don't get to see that anymore in New Zealand. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure around Indy, Indy car racing. No, there's nothing in F1. There's a break at the moment for my beloved MotoGP. They're on the five-week hiatus before they return in August. Um, so I'm honestly not 100 percent sure. Louis, off the top of my head, I didn't didn't check that one to be quite honest. No, that, I didn't see. Well, normally, you're, you're not big on the motorhead side of it, so I wasn't expecting that question to be biffed at me quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 that's just so presumptuous of me that you'd just be across. Hey, look, there's actually there's Indian Toronto on the 16th, oh, so Monday morning, and I'm not sure. I think the supercars might have a weekend off from the top of my head, but yeah, like, it'll be have. something. I know the supercars, yeah. supercars have definitely got the weekend off, and that explains why Scott McLaughlin was tweeting that he's out here looking for Drake on his um, social media <laughs> account. So there we are. All is explained. There we go. Should have put two and two together. <laughs> In the six. Is that what they call it? The six? I don't know. I, I can't, I, I, that, that loses me. Hey, Nige, it's uh, always so wonderful to talk to you, especially on a Friday, because you're uh, someone that is as passionate about sport as, well, probably you'd go number one in the, the draft rankings of passionate about sport on a Friday. Uh, enjoy the footy. I know you will. And um, happy punting over the weekend. Thank you, my man. Cheers, Steve.